0: It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. Going to be talking about tight end draft gems. Maybe some names you've never heard of. That's what I'm hoping. But these are guys that have definitely caught my eye in the process of watching films. And tight ends is one of the positions the 49ers are the most interested in. They met with more tight ends than pretty much any team in the draft. And we also know that the 49ers have, yes, they brought back Ross Dwelly. Uh, but they have definitely been looking to upgrade the position for a couple of years now. They haven't been able to do it. Uh, they brought in Jordan Reed, a one-year experiment. It didn't really work out. He couldn't stay healthy. You couldn't get him and Kittle on the field together. Uh, then they went other routes. You know, they went through the draft. Uh, they, they've also signed other free agents like Michael Pruitt. Uh, but it just hasn't worked out. Last year was Tyler Croft. So they're looking for that tight end option to help the help behind George Kittle. Uh, And one thing they figured out, you know, they can't just go with blocking specialists. You know, Charlie Warner has never developed as the pass catcher. I think they were hoping he would develop into, but also the 49ers don't use a lot of draft capital on tight ends. George Kittle, fifth round pick, Charlie Warner, sixth round pick, Ross Dwelly, undrafted free agent. Now, of course, they have drafted a couple of guys since, uh, but most of them never even made the roster. So the 49ers are going to look to upgrade the tight end position as Kyle Shanahan continues to want to run more two tight end sets, but you need to have tight ends that aren't based in one, one area or the other. They need to be versatile. When Charlie Warner's on the field, the odds of him going out for a pass are not very good. Of course you can catch a defense, you know, slipping, not expecting Warner to go out and get him every once in a while, but you want a guy that's kind of can do both. And that's why Croft went up to The, the second string last year behind George Kittle was he was a guy who could not only block in line, but could also catch a pass in play action or even get into the slot and be to safety occasionally. So that's what they're looking for, guys that can do both. And I'm sure you've heard all the names. You know, There's so, many, so much great content out there about the draft. I'm sure you've heard all these names, including I have a video out breaking down all these tight ends. Uh, we've seen Brenton Strange going up the board in a crazy way. Sam Laporta went from potentially being available for the 49ers Round Senior Bowl time to now being in the second round. Uh, Josh Weil, Cameron Latou have met with the 49ers. Will Mallory has been a favorite of mine. Zach Kuntz, of course, is a guy with all the potential in the world and injury history. But I'm not here to talk about those guys. Uh, those guys will have their day. I'm here to talk about the guys that, you know, people probably don't talk about very much. And here's one of my favorite tight ends in the entire draft. You can see him right there on the Tron, and that's Blake Whitehart White out of Wake Forest. Uh, everything about him is fun to me. I, I like his balance. He's able to block in line. He catches the football. He feels comfortable going over the middle and sitting down in zones. Uh, he also creates with the ball in his hand. He is a good run after the catch guy, but also breaks tackles. Uh, so I really like this guy. He's going to be a late-round pick. I've seen most, most people have mocked him Late six, early seven, I would put him kind of in that range, late five, early six, as far as grade, but a guy that could definitely come in and make an impact for the 49ers. He's six foot four, 247 pounds out of Wake Forest. He ran a 4740, so fast enough for a tight end to be able to make some plays. Um, but he's a guy that's a lot of fun. And, you know, that's what the 49ers need is that they probably need to get two tight ends out of this draft. It could be one of those guys that we talked about earlier as they get early on in this draft. You know, Josh Wilder, a Brendan Strange, uh, one of those guys could be who the 40 yards target early, and then get a Blake Whitehart, a guy that can be consistent, and you might completely flip your tight end room around. You could easily start George Kittle with two rookies this year uh, because these guys are, a lot of them are very well rounded, and this is one of the deepest positions in the entire draft. Edge rusher and tight end are two of the deepest. And He was a fifth-year senior, so he's a guy that stayed in college. He's 23 years old, played 11 games. He had 23 catches for 287 yards. Uh, It's pretty good. He had three touchdowns on the season, and when the ball was thrown to him, he caught it. He had 117.6 pass. uh, uh, He caught those passes when targeted, so that's really good. Uh, But I was a big fan of him on film. I liked all the things that he did. Um, he was a guy that did not shy away from physical confrontation. If you just watched John Lynch's press conference, he talked about he having guys that wanted to engage and had that mentality to want to engage and go after guys. He blocks bigger defensive ends on the edge. So he's got to be willing to take on a bigger man and then execute Uh 247 pounds. He's big enough to play tight end in the league. Uh, he's got a good burst off the snap, which means he get off pretty quickly and he can get clean releases. That I means he can get away from linebackers, get away from safeties, and it's it's really nice to see. His acceleration was pretty good. It was fun to watch. Um, he's also a guy that gets involved in blocking in the run game down the field, or even if there's a catch behind him, he'll go up and he'll make a play. Those are things that I really enjoyed watching about Blake Whitehart. Uh, he's a complete tight end. He's always got the effort going. He's doing a good job. He's hustling around. He's making plays. Uh, and I just think that he's going to fit with what the 49ers want to do. You got the intelligence uh, that's going to help him, you know, in the league. He's going to be able to pick up Kyle Shanahan's offense, go through the different sets, motion shifts. He's going to be able to handle it. And then he has, you know, enough physical tools to be able to get it done at the next level. When you're talking about these gems, yeah, they're late round guys with some some talent and some potential, uh, but you have to find a way for them to be able to fit and be able to excel and exceed what you know expectations are for them in the league. And I think Blake Whitehart is an all-around good player. He Not only is he a, a wanted guy as far as he wants to block, he wants to make plays, uh, but also he's very intelligent so he can do the things that you need to do within Kyle Shanahan's system. So, big fan of Blake Whitehart. I would take him earlier. I would take him in the fifth round if he was available. That's how high I am on Blake Whitehart and his potential. For the 49ers, I think he's an upgrade over Wastwelly. I think he's an upgrade over Charlie Warner, which means he's an instant impact guy for the 49ers because he would get some snaps, even if he was tied in two behind George Kittle. So that's why I like him. Now, shifting it up a little bit, we're going to get to a different kind of player. We're going to go to Kamori Gamble. Uh, Gamble is an interesting guy. He started at Florida, and he had a lot of really good success there. Six foot four, 244 pounds. Uh, He runs a four five. This guy's fast. You're talking about fast guys in the draft. You're talking about Koontz. You're talking about Mallory. You're talking about Gamble. These guys can absolutely fly. Uh, He's he's definitely an exciting athlete, an older player at 25 years old, but very seasoned, got his time in the SEC playing for Florida before he transferred over to UCF. So Gamble's very experienced. Um, Gamble was a fifth-year senior. Uh, he played in nine games, and he didn't have a lot of, a lot of success in his senior year uh, playing there. He only had seven catches for 113 yards. But if you go back and you look at some of the things he did with Florida, uh, he made an impact. His senior in 2021, he played in 13 games, had 31 catches for 409 yards with four touchdowns. Uh, so he's a guy that does very well. He also is a pretty good blocker, hasn't gave up a sack. Uh, his entire collegiate career. So he's he's definitely a guy that the Fortier could be interested in late uh, because of the athleticism. He's a guy I was very excited to watch. Uh, he moves very smoothly. He makes plays in the open field. He's hard to bring down. I, I, love, I love him in the open field as a pass catcher. Uh, so he's a guy that I'm a huge fan of. He has soft hands. He can make outstanding catches, and he made a lot of really big catches over the middle. Um, he's huge and he has explosive athleticism, which means tracking, getting to the football, making plays in the red zone, going up in the in the back corner for those fade routes, which the 49ers don't always get to do with their tight ends. He's capable of doing that. Uh, he also runs through tackles, like I said earlier. It's very nice to see a guy that's not going to be brought down by a little defensive back. He's going to have to be gang tackled. And we know the 49ers like those guys that continue to move the sticks catch the ball in front, of the, in front of the line and are still able to turn up field and get those extra couple yards. Blake Whitehart could do that. Kamori Gamble can do that. That's why he fits the profile of a 49ers tight end. So he's a guy that you can definitely have success underneath as a target. Uh, the way that he moves and sits down is very good. He understands what he's supposed to do. Uh, he's, he understands what he's supposed to do as a route runner as well. He's able to get separation at the top of his stem and the top of his break and make plays uh he also has a extreme catch radius for catching balls over the middle where do the 49ers like to go with the football over the middle Uh, we've seen that success time and time again in kyle Shanahan's system so he makes a lot of sense he's a great blocker on the outside as well so blocking again so it makes him a fit when you talk about tight ends if they don't block well uh they have to at least be a willing blocker as long as they're a willing blocker they can fit within. What the 49ers want to do. So he adds value in the running game, which is huge. Uh, and then he's got that speed, a you know, four five that moves at his size, you know, six foot five, two hundred and forty-four pounds. It's pretty, pretty spectacular. So I like him as a late-round guy, even an undrafted free agent. But I think when you have those three seventh-round picks, you can take an opportunity to go ahead and get a guy like Kamori Gamble, get him in there um and you know see what he can do how he can body people and make plays uh so i like him a lot and he's a guy that the four years could definitely you know potentially target as one of those late round gems. next up is ben sims and sims has met with the 49ers he's out of baylor uh, a guy that's kind of been flying under the radar but has good film six foot five 254 pounds big dude ran a 459 i will tell you he doesn't look 459 on the field,, uh, but he's definitely got enough quickness for sure to be able to do you know what you want, but he tested out as an extremely special athlete. um and he made a lot of red Zone plays. That was the one thing that stood out to me when I watched his film. I uh, watched a couple of games of you know him at Baylor and he made plays in the Red Zone and he scored touchdowns uh, in twenty twenty two he played eleven games. he had thirty one catches for two hundred and fifty five two hundred and fifty five yards and three touchdowns. And when he's targeted, he catches the ball. So what you're seeing with the guys that the 49ers could get late in this draft are guys that do both. They can block, but they can also run good routes and catch the football. Uh, But they're big-body guys who have some speed. Uh, Blake Whitehart's probably the slowest out of them, but he's also uh, the most complete tight end so far. Uh, But when you're talking about Sims, you're talking about a guy that does things well. He catches the ball. He has good hands. Uh, You're not getting a lot of drops for him. Um, he also is a big target. So he's that comfort blanket for your young quarterbacks, whether that's Trey Lance or Brock Purdy, he's going to be able to do that. He also makes plays over the middle. He's not afraid of contact catches the football, secures it, and then breaks tackles. Um, he also has one of those guys has good body control. He's able to track the ball, make spectacular catches, you know, that he probably shouldn't catch ones that are outside of his normal reach. He'll go ahead and make plays. Uh, he can make contested catches. So we talked about Gamble making those contested catches. Sims is one of those guys as well. Uh, they're they're guys that make big-time plays. So you have a little bit of, of leeway as far as a pass thrower, whether you get them the football, where it has to be. Strong hands means that he can go up and get the football and, and bring it down away from defenders. That is something the four yards haven't had. Ross Dwelly had that kind of ability in 2019. For whatever reason, it's kind of fallen off. And we've seen 49ers trying to find it since. Jordan Reed would have been the perfect type of you know player for that. Uh, Kyle used him mainly in the power slot. These guys are more balanced tight ends. Uh, but he's strong, athletic. He's got a lot of ability. And I think he can he could definitely step in day one for Charlie Warner and be more successful in the passing game and as successful in the run game. Now, tight end is hard for players to be able to transition from co- college to the nfl it's a different style of game but i think sims can do it uh so i think sims is another guy the Forty ers are interested in and i think he could be there in the late fifth round early sixth round so fifth round picks they have three Six round picks they have one that would be a time if he's there in the seventh round he's a definite opportunity for the 49ers to go ahead and take it uh, so you're seeing players with a lot of ability kind of in that range that the 49ers can go ahead and get an attack. Uh, next up is going to be Daniel Barker. Uh, Daniel Barker is from Michigan State. He did transfer over from Illinois. Uh, a Barker kind of flying under the radar, 6'4, 241 pounds, uh, but a guy that right away jumped out on the film to me. Uh, 4'7, 5'40. So more of the Blake Whitehart speed. He's not a burner like, you know, Gamble or Sims. Uh, but he looks a lot faster on film, which I loved. So he transferred uh, his senior year in 2021. He had 18 catches for 202 yards at four touchdowns. And then in 2022, when he played for Michigan State, uh, he caught more footballs, three more, 21. He had 239 yards per catch, raised his average yards per catch, had two touchdowns. Uh, so he, he's a guy that definitely, you know, can get it done as a pass catcher. He's not, like, a special guy. You're not talking about him in the same way you would talk about Josh Wild uh, or you would talk about, you know, some of the other guys that we really like in this draft as far as tight ends. He's just not up there uh, because he doesn't have that overall ability that some of them have, like Will Mallory, you know, Sam Laporta, Luke Musgrave. Uh, But this guy, late in the draft, he makes sense. Uh, Why does he make sense? He's got good short area quickness, which means he can operate in the zone and be able to make catches. And we know with the way the 49ers run play action, he's probably going to have some open voids. He gets off the ball quickly. Uh, he, he's he's one of those guys that gets out there quickly. He's able to create separation because of that quick acceleration off the ball. And once again, another guy with really good hands. So we've been talking about this consistently with all the guys, as they have good hands. And that was something that was important. We've seen Charlie Warner drop too many footballs. And so I wanted to make sure that the 49ers were targeting guys like this and they have they've been meeting with these exact guys he's a good mover he looks like a smooth athlete uh you can tell he's just a natural guy out there that can make plays and once he gets the ball uh he can he can make something happen with it he definitely turns into a runner with the football and so he's got a lot of upside and a guy that once again seventh round undrafted free agent a lot of value for barker even if the 49ers went with two tight ends in the draft they could definitely sign Barker and have him come into training camp and compete. Uh, there's room for that, and I think he's a guy that you know fits the scheme. So, here's four great options for the 49ers, starting with late, you know, fifth round to seventh round or undrafted free agent. Uh, with Blake Whitehart being my favorite, of course, being the most complete between them. Uh, Gamble Kamori Gamble, uh, he's a guy that has a lot of upsize, tremendous athletic ability the guy that can do it all, a fluid mover with the ball in his hands. He's a playmaker for sure with a huge catch radius. Ben Sims, a guy that you know makes plays in the red zone, is a contested catch guy, strong hands, good blocker. So he fits. And then, of course, Daniel Barker, uh, a really fun guy to watch out of Michigan State and a guy that can make some plays. So here's some options for the 49ers as tight end draft gems, one of the deepest positions in the entire draft. Warriors could definitely add to their offense with these guys. And i expect them to add at least one tight end potentially two and if they only add one tight end via the draft they're probably going to add one in undrafted free agency so it makes sense to me that one of these guys would be one of those guys do you have a favorite though do you have a favorite tight end that you know is going to be a late round guy let me know in the comment section let me know about the guys That I talked about Uh, like the video. If you have the opportunity, if you have not subscribed to the channel, please do. There's going to be more draft content coming your way. I'm going to try to put it out there as fast as I can. I was on a little bit of a hiatus for a few weeks. Uh, I had a lot of life things going on. I got married. I moved. I went on my honeymoon, all that good stuff. So I'm back. I'm excited about the draft excited to talk 49ers football, and there's going to be more positions coming your way. Of course, we're going to have offensive line targets and and gems. Uh, but plenty of other positions as well. Looking forward to all of it. Hope you guys are all having a good day. And of course, I'll get to a live stream here as soon as I can. It's just been one of those things. has been busy. I've been getting my, my new studio set up in my new house. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks, everyone, for coming by and checking out the channel. Hope you guys all enjoyed the episode. Catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe. And remember, the right way is always the 49ers way.